millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to a brand new extra special episode of Tender Loving Cast with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. Kate and I have decided we cannot not discuss the latest in the 90 Day Fiancé franchise, 90 Day Fiancé The Other Way. As you probably know, our podcast, Tender Loving Care, which is available on all podcasting platforms, has a new episode every Wednesday. And in that podcast, we break down two shows from the TLC and the Discovery Plus network, past or present. We've decided to watch even more TLC and get in on the new season of The Other Way and release it as some more content for you, our beautiful Trash TV loving listeners, every single Tuesday. Katie, Kate, 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 how are you? Doing really well. How are you? Not well, bitch. I'm <laughs> not well, bitch. Um, as 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 every episode, I have to start talking about my complaints. And um, listen, I think what has happened this weekend started on Friday has spiraled. I mean, Kate, you you know you did so well listeners what we're referring to you obviously know but what we're referring to it's fine bear with me it's been a long weekend finding out on friday that tom sandoval 
has been cheating on Ariana, his girlfriend of nine years, with Rachel. And yes, her name's Rachel, we found out. It's not actually Raquel, which he invented to go on a TV show. It's Rachel. Um, The Bravo world has been rocked to its core. Andy Cohen has been online. Andy Cohen is shocked beyond shocked. We have had allegations that Sheena, Shayna, Sheena, Shayna, Shay found out and punched Raquel in New York. We have the Daily Mail. We have Page Six. We had CNN. It was on CNN.com about following him outside of his house. We saw, I was watching a live on Friday of his, his shitty wedding band performing and people screaming Ariana's name. I mean, Kate, we, we even did an emergency pod on Friday night. And listeners, Kate was on a romantic, lovely, lovely little getaway. I said, no, you're not. We need to get on. You were like, no, I know. I mean, you knew your duty, Kate, you knew. Luckily, I have a supportive partner who just fucked off to the other side of the hotel room and let me do my <laughs> That really is support. I mean, that support. really is support. That really is support. So thank you, um, <laughs> you lovely person that we won't mention, but thank you, lovely person that's listening. Um, Kate, so really all in all, I'm exhausted. I mean... Um, would you keep up? I mean, even today, I wake up this morning thinking about so many things. I mean, I wake up this morning and I'm just, again, I open, I open our greatest news sources, page six, Daily Mail, Instagram, and we see what's going on. And they're matching lightning bolt necklaces. Today, we had the fact that, um, I don't know if you've seen this, was just fresh off the press, fresh off the press, a... Somebody, of course, everyone's deep diving, went right. back on Rachel's sister's Instagram. And Rachel's sister's Instagram, a couple of months ago, she posted a photo of Rachel and Tom and herself, the sister, and some other person. Somebody wrote underneath it, oh, wow, so-and-so looks so good together let them know the fans will support them. And then the sister wrote underneath, if you know, you know, winky face. No way. They apparently spent Christmas together. Which I couldn't make head nor tail tail because she's not from St. Louis like he is. I don't, I don't get it. But apparently they spent Christmas together. And I think it's because... Ariana's grandmother was dying, so that's where she was. And he went home and spent it with Rachel. I have no words. That's absolutely vile. Guys, look, I know we're getting into 92 the other way. It's just Kate and I's lives. We want to say a massive thank you, actually, because the people that have been coming to our Instagram, and yes, Kate and I have been posting non-stop since Friday evening. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much because we see the statistics and numbers are going through the roof of people that have come. And yes, is it out of tragedy? Yes. But we will say thank you so much um, because we have had so many interactions with you amazing people. So thank you. Um, I will also add, Kate, that I have not told you this, but before we just came on to record now, mm-hmm. heroes, podcasting heroes, life heroes, Casey Rose Wilson, Daniel Schneider with Bitch Sesh decided to do an Instagram live. Mm -hmm. 
popped right on in. I popped right on in. And this was their first time discussing the scandal. Okay. Okay. And I'm in the comments, as you can imagine. They're talking it through as as we have, as we all have. And I just wrote, I just wish we knew what Schwartz's triplet brothers were thinking. And Casey Rose Wilson read it out and laughed. So I think my... Okay. That's so funny. It's May. My life's May. I was was thrilled. I was absolutely (laughs) thrilled. I have made Casey Rose Wilson giggle. I mean, my life is made. Well, they they can't call each other because there's only one phone. (laughs) (laughs) Those triplets. That fucking Schwartz. Nobody's shining the light too much on him. He's being like a maggot because he knew all along, Kate. Yeah, I mean, they both have been cheaters for years and covering for each other. And I... I, I, but I, I believed that Sandoval was a good guy ultimately for so long. I really, you know, I, I used to talk about Bravo on another podcast and I was always just like, I love Sandoval and now it's just, I'm the shitter. You know, who's loving this the most Jax and his chunky sweaters. He (laughs) is loving this. Wait, did you see that they're filming the reunion? They're filming the reunion, and James did a reel or something, and it's him kind of sitting down, looking all smarmy, you know, excited. And there's the um, what is that called? At the board. Yes, and it's called the Scandaval. First of all, I will make you a little correction there. That's not the reunion. Andy specified the reunion is being filmed in two weeks. This right. was him doing a confessional because they got cameras up. And like we said on our emergency pod, thank you, Bravo, because this is playing out in real time. We're going to be able to watch it because those editors are going to be working day and night, Kate, because yep. this is going to be added on to the season. So we're going to see all of this shit. Apparently, he, that piece of shit, filmed with Ariana today in their house. Those two one-on-one, which I can't even begin to imagine the pain of her having to do that. Yeah. And um, apparently just gaslit her the whole time. Claimed that he is in love with her, a.k.a. in love with Rachel. In love with her. Let's be saying love. And uh, he was at her house um, after they filmed. Sorry, her apartment is around the corner from me. Wow. You know, is he doing it to just legitimize his horrendous behavior? By the way, look, I know it's easy for me to say this now, but I was even thinking at the beginning of the season, what is, am I missing something with Rachel? Yes, she's a, she's got a model body. Absolutely. But the face, the clothes, the, I don't get any of it. I think she's hot. She's, um, and I'm going to say easy. I don't mean easy like a whore. I mean, well, I mean, easy like um, she does, not she's, complicated. She's yeah. looking, to, looking yeah. to please these guys and say whatever right. she needs to do, whatever she She's a pick me girl, you know, well, like. Right. And so 
there it's mutually beneficial. She's getting to be on the show longer and, you know, climb her way through this terrible reality TV world. And he gets to be with this young girl who's looking to please. You're so right. And he desperately needs people to idolize him. And and he loves her because she's going to watch him sing in a, let's just repeat, cover band. And she's there thinking he's fucking Pete Doherty in like, you know, 2008. That's seriously like how, so he loved, can you imagine his ego for the, oh, it's a dream someone like Rachel. Yeah. Rachel is a dream for someone like him. So I guess that makes sense. This girl, it's just like, oh, and that you're right. She's, she would, you, she's like a ficus. You go into a room and she just sit there and you'd never have to like, you know, she's never going to start a fight. She's too dumb. She's never going to like, you know, confront you or say no to anything. Oh, okay. She's one of those person that I just go, oh, okay. At least not yet. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there are rumors and speculations that they're going to be, they're obviously going to be sat together at the reunion and she's going to be either engaged or pregnant. I know that's really soon, but that's going to be the few. Uh, look, we could go on this forever. We, we're going yeah. to stop. We're going to stop. Sorry. I'm so <laughs> okay. sorry, listeners, but it's a lot. But go and check out our podcast and um, our Instagram, Tender Loving Care Podcast. Last thing before we get into the other way, Kate, you uh, just an update on Dateline. Now, okay. I know all the listeners have been desperate to know how I'm doing with my Dateline obsession. So it's ongoing. It's ongoing. Oh, okay. Um, the podcast has, you know, as I said, it's 500 plus episodes so I am just going through them going through them right but there was a something I heard today and it was a quote and I thought if I don't get this out to the listeners and you I'll never forgive myself <clears throat> so Keith Morrison you know he loves his analogies similes he loves it all it was about a couple that had obviously committed a murder and they'd both been arrested and the police were waiting for one of them to snitch on the other right Keith Morrison said, because the husband eventually did it, the guy did it, uh, folded to the police and said, you know, how did he say, okay, hang on, I've got to get this right because it's so good. He goes, and he eventually folded faster than an overnight worker at the Gap. Did he lose a dare? <laughs> they were like, you have to say something dumb on your show. <laughs> like, sorry, what? And I like rewound it. He folded faster than an overnight worker at the Gap. I, I thought that's, that is award winning. As someone who was an overnight worker at a Forever 21 in college, ah! I was not folding quickly. <laughs> That is so funny. It was brilliant. Anyway, I had to give you and the listeners that. Kate, will you take us into the other way? Let's get yes, yes, okay. Back to the the other way. Back to the matter at hand. This episode. This okay. So this is episode five, right? Lies have got no legs. Mm -mm. Let's start. um, Let's start with Jamie and Chris. Go ahead. Go ahead. So. Chris tells Jamie they wake up 
and they're sitting sat at the table and she says, I and the, and they're using one of those amazing translator oh. things. It brought me back to Jehoon. And work. uh she tells Jamie that she wants to go buy weapons. We see yeah. a clip, we see a clip of her showing the producers her very extensive, extensive collection of knives back in Alabama. And I would, like, I would just like to interject that yes, she was. And I my mouth was open because there were machetes in there, Kate. Machetes. Yeah. It was everything from something the length of like a paring knife all the way to machetes. I mean, it was probably how many knives would you say? It was like at least 50 oh. knives. Uh, it was questionable, questionable what she's doing. It was covering her bed. I mean, it was just knives, knives, knives. Yeah. So she tells us, I've always carried some sort of weapon to protect myself. And uh, and Jamie's telling her, well, this country's safe. You don't need to have all these weapons. <laughs> to which Chris says, you were punched on a bus. Hey. <laughs> Who hasn't been punched on a bus? I, I mean, mean come on. That's just city life, baby. Seriously. So uh, she convinces Jamie to go to this knife store. And she's like, oh, I want to look at that one. And she points out this like mm, 10 inch knife, maybe. And so the worker hands it to her and she's kind of demonstrating how she would stab uh you know predator coming at her and jamie is like so embarrassed she's like this worker is going to think that chris is a psychopath and um she says oh don't worry about this i know how to handle knives i got a knife like this for my eighth birthday Hmm. Hmm. to which jamie says i got a barbie for my eighth (laughs) birthday and that says it all. I mean, that is the difference between these two people. There was, I felt though, in this scene, you could see Jamie staring and going, hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> you heard it coming up. And it was at this moment, I think she realized, what have I done? Because we get this cut to a confessional where she's like, I didn't know the narcolepsy was so bad. I didn't know about the night terrors. I didn't know about the operation. I didn't know about her neck. I didn't know about her weapon. She's like, I don't know anything about her. And I was like, there we go. Boom. Yes. Second day in. Yes. that's what And they're getting married in T minus five days or something. Yeah. So, crazy. Because they had to get married straight away for some unknown reason. They had to get married straight away. And I would like to add that while we're seeing Chris pretend to stab people in the store, did you notice that on one arm, on one wrist, she had the biggest scrunchie I've ever seen in my life? And then on the other arm, just another scrunchie and her hair was up in a hairband. Made no sense. Yeah, she's she is one of these people that is kind of like wearing the. I mean, I know scrunchies came back in a style. I own some scrunchies, but these were like. I don't know, like she's one of these people that has kind of had the same style since high school kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and so basically she really wants a gun to be or a gun. Well, probably. Um, she really wants a knife to be able to protect them if they need that. And so eventually Jamie folds uh faster than 
an <laughs> overnight worker at the Gap. At the Gap. <laughs> and lets her get a knife to for the house. But she has to like keep it in a case and whatever. And that's that. That's kind of their whole segment. That was their whole segment. And we did see next week that Chris is like breaking down crying, being like, I think I have to go back to the States. And then Jamie, I thought she'd be celebrating, but she's like, I don't know if she's ever going to come back. I think it means there was probably a health emergency. That's why I kind of figure like a mum or dad or something, the way she was saying it. Yeah, she's like, or maybe the kids. Go back. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think she will. I think what we're going to see is that she st- I think she stays there because they have to get they have to get that wedding. I cannot wait for that wedding, by the way. Uh, we've never seen a clip of the wedding. I think they're going to have a massive blowout before that happens. Just my Yeah. Favorite. We haven't seen a clip of the wedding, but we have seen a clip in the season preview of them in a screaming match and her yes, leaving. Yes. 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 So, we'll see if the wedding happens. Yeah. Who's um, next, mate? Okay, next I would like to talk about Gabe and Isabel. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. Gabe, you know how I've said I've been worried about this couple. Don't think there's gonna be like interesting drama. Like as in just fundamentally flawed people getting together and making terrible life decisions. I was worried we weren't gonna see that. But Gabe helped me out this week. Um now, Gabe, we know in Florida had a business that he had been working on for quite a while, a couple of years. And it was creating underwear for um, female to male um, people that are transitioning. And it comes with, you know, he had created this mold. It's kind of like a penis mold in there for a bulge. And it was doing really well. So he knew he was moving his entire life to Colombia. He knew that he has a thriving business that he was bringing down there because he was permanently moving to Columbia. I have never seen a guy with so much anxiety in this. I felt it through the screen. We see him, they're in Columbia, he's there with Isabel. And I didn't know he didn't speak fluent Spanish because you've heard him and he's like, good. He speaks fluent Spanish, but I think he probably doesn't know. It's like... Like colloquialisms, you know, and, yeah, and 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 like very specific vocabulary yeah, exactly. about, uh, you know, sewing or something. You know, sense. that makes sense because that's what we're seeing. He's with Isabel in a cab, and they're basically going. They're talking about the business, and he's going, "Look, I have a lot of stuff to do, and you know, if I don't get this done, then my business folds, and I don't have money, and I don't have work, and I don't know what to do." And Isabel's like, "It's okay, just calm, just calm." We see them going to a marketplace and Isabel we find out works for Gabe's company which is there's another layer there and I'm like all right this might be good this might be good she quit her job her good job yeah so we see her going to get the fabric which none of this makes sense they're getting fabric to make the boxes I didn't know Gabe made the boxes why aren't they outsourcing that making boxes is really hard as opposed to just outsourcing it I didn't get that <laughs> at all. So yeah. I remember when we saw him originally talk about his business, he was talking about the boxes and he said something like, I just don't have anyone to manifest. I can't remember. But anyway, we see her going in and getting this material and he's like stressing. It's like, it's too noisy here. And he's like, I thought he was having a panic attack. He was not doing well. I don't know whether that social anxiety. I don't know whether he's got himself in a mess with this business, but then he's going there and he sat, we're getting this material. And he goes, I don't have the stamp. 
and she's like what do you mean and it's a stamp I guess with his company's logo or whatever that has to go on every piece of every item and I'm thinking we'll just get someone to mail it down like whatever and then he's like it takes a month and I haven't got this what am I going to do and then I'm gonna have to order one if I get anything delivered to Columbia it's like $300 and I don't know what he just starts losing his shit and I'm like you didn't think to go through every necessary thing you needed to create your business from scratch in a new I didn't get it Kate at all he's not organized with this stuff I mean I related to the stress of because much like Brooks Marks website, Mm -hmm. everything Mm -hmm. is pre-order only right now. And he said that he has all of these order pre-orders and he has people, he has these customers emailing him. Where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? When's it coming out? I paid you money. Come on. And, you know, you and I both had Etsy stores. We both have Etsy stores that can be really stressful when people are reaching out and they're mad at you and stuff. And so I understood the stress. um, And I think having her having quit her good job and kind of looking to him as like, okay, we have to make this work because we need income and we have to pay for this apartment. The pressure is really getting to him. And I think he may have some, well, obviously is anxious in these scenes, but may have some anxiety going on. Cause I, I do too. And I related to how he was acting it, in these scenes. It was, it was panic inducing. It was watching yeah. him just get, and it, you could tell like sensory stuff. It was like, it's too loud in here. It's too loud. And I was like, I get it. I get it. I feel it. Yeah. I get I, that. I wear, I wear earplugs in grocery stores. Like I have that too. I get really stressed out by sensory stuff. Uh, so I, I understood that, but I was just annoyed at him. I was like, how do you not think to bring the stamp for your, so then I thought, I wonder if they're going to be like, oh, it, it may be cheaper and quicker if the sister brings it down. That's what I thought. She might fly down with it. That's what I thought. I hope that's what happens. That would be perfect. Yeah. So that's kind of all we saw of Gabe and Isabel. But I think, look, I'd love to say that maybe Gabe's hiding something about the business or hiding something from Isabel, because that would be some great goss and some great drama. Don't know. But I think there's more we need to see there that's really going on. Um, Kate, the next people I have are Danielle and Johan. All right, let's do it. Oh, okay. We did not see our lovers last week. We see them now. We are reminded that Danielle didn't find an apartment. And remember, she was going down to the Dominican Republic to get just for a week or so to get the apartment settled back to New York to pack and then move to Dominican Republic. No apartment. So they haven't found an apartment. And we see them going out for a lunch to meet her friend, Sophie, who's from New York. And we'd seen Sophie before she was doing yoga uh, with her. And she she had brought up just happens to be visiting. (laughs) Um, And she has the one that had brought up the term sanky panky for these men that work at hotels, try to get rich women, get them pregnant, get married to them, whatever. So Sophie sits down, Sophie speaks fluent Spanish and um, she's kind of commu- communicating and speaking with Johan and Johan feels kind of at ease because he can communicate with her. And she's talking about the normal stuff. She's like, you found an apartment. Uh, what's good? What's the age difference again? And she says that. And then she brings up something that we discussed the other week. What's going on with this old baby thing? Because yeah. Danielle is 42. 
42. Yeah, 42. Johan's 32. And so Sophie goes, well, do you, you know, do you want children? Do you do your grand, do, you know, do your parents want to be grandparents? Stuff like that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and uh, Danielle's like, well, she sat at the table and she's like, you know, we've been trying and I thought I was pregnant, but then I wasn't. And I don't know, it's just a lot of stress. It's a, but then I get too stressed, you know, the typical thing that women deal with when they're trying to get pregnant. And it turns out that Johan tells Sophie in Spanish, there have been some, plural, that have gotten pregnant about his ex-girlfriends. But they didn't keep them. What he's insinuating or kind of saying is that he's got multiple women pregnant who have had abortions. That's what he was saying. There was one, and, and he's and he's told Danielle, we find out, that there was one that he said had a miscarriage. That is a big difference. And so Sophie's going, oh. Oh, okay. And Danielle's, you know, she does speak Spanish, but she's she's getting some of this. And she's like, what? I didn't know any of this. So they finished the meeting with um, Sophie. Then we see them. She, Danielle's like, I didn't want to get into a fight straight away. So we went to the Botanica, which, by the way, I've heard about Botanicas. Kate, you may have experienced it. Because where was it that you lived when you did Costa- a summer? Uh, you- I, I lived in Costa Rica for four months. Costa Rica. Um, these botanicas I'd love to get my hands on because I know from um, Real Housewives of Miami have been talking about them recently that you that it's a place you can go in and I thought it was Bruja but I guess it's more like an apothecary um, and you get your herbs and your oils and your incense and all of that so she was going around there and I was like oh it looks wonderful and Johan's being completely immature she says and annoying her the thing that got me, that was most shocking out of this entire thing, she spent $235 in that Botanica. Almost as much as the peanuts. Oh, uh, two? Now, you may think, well, that's maybe that's not a lot of money. I'm saying it's a huge amount of money because she's saying she has no money. Not no money, but she's not going to be like, she has to be careful with all her money. They're trying to find an apartment and she just goes and spends $235. And I'm like, I thought you would like trying to be really careful with your money and you're only down here for a week like that just I didn't get any of that I was like 235 she really thought that uh, because she wants to make this sort of for lack of a better word potion um (laughs) for him to clean the floors of the meat shop with because she said they're they're gonna give it nine months to see if he can make a profit and so she wants him to like clean the floors with this for prosperity. He wants to put a painting of St. Thomas or some saint and a candle. And he says, no, we're not doing that because people are going to think that it's witchcraft and they won't want to buy my meat. found that really interesting because I guess I just presumed he was Catholic, but I don't think he is Catholic because I'm Catholic and in Catholic faith, you definitely have photographs and um pictures of saints and things like and crucifixes so and candles I, right and candles like- yeah we definitely do we go to church we like candles so i was really surprised because i thought he was catholic but he's not he just said he was christian so i don't know what denomination that he is right. he didn't really go into that but um no so she's it was saint michael and he's like i'm not having that and i was like oh okay so they go through there she buys all this stuff and then we have this horrible scene that we get a producer involved and always love to see the producer involved 
And it's her talking to him. They're in the car and then they go and sit down outside an apartment. And she's basically saying to him, listen, you told me that you had have a past girlfriend that got pregnant and she unfortunately miscarried and lost the baby. Now, now you're saying to Sophie that there were multiple women that got pregnant and got abortions. There, she says, I am not argue, I am not angry with you about the fact that women you were involved with had abortions. What I'm angry about is that you lied to me. And he is one arrogant. Oh, I can't stand this guy. The point when they're talking outside, she's saying it all in English and the producer's like translating. Um, he's he's practically laughing at her. And yeah. she said that she had a previous partner that had a whole other family that she didn't know about. So talk about hitting a nerve. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, 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 no. You are, to- that's where we get the, you are toxic. Yeah. What do you think? I understand why she's upset. Um, what I, and I, I, I get that that's a big deal that he didn't, he wasn't specific about that. And it's really irritating that he won't acknowledge it really. He's like, it's the same thing. It's like, just say that it's not the same thing and say that you're sorry. You didn't specify that. Mm -hmm. It's so easy what she's asking him to do really. And I think that to me, to me, the bigger deal than him not specifying that is his reaction to her being upset about that. Like, I think it just shows a lot of immaturity to, for him to not be able to see how upset she is about it and to kind of like meet her where she is. He's just, instead he's sitting back and making and playing dumb and kind of like gaslighting her about it. Like, no, it's the same thing. Like, why are you even upset about this? And it's like, even if you think it's a, like the same thing or no big deal, that's a jerk thing to do. Like, just come to where she is and be like, okay, you're really upset about this. I'm so sorry that I didn't, that I wasn't clear about the number of women or, you know, about the past. I just like, whatever reason, you know, give your reasons for not saying that and apologize. And, you know, you know, like, he won't he's not communicating and he's not he's not having empathy for her and 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 her past i just don't think he i don't i think you're right kate i think his reaction was appalling and it was childish and then it's it comes down to that those two are not compatible no fight in i mean in anything and i would also think that it brings up and danielle didn't say this but i know i would be concerned if he's got multiple women pregnant and multiple abortions that's not exactly a responsible person and that would scare me that would scare me anyway so she said you're right and he's just the reaction's awful I mean, and then he the, and and his she said something really well as well she's like and what he does is he just goes well if you don't like it then you should just leave she goes, but that's not how you have a conversation with your spouse. Remember, they're not dating; they're married. Yeah, but she should have known when she got into this. She had a, she was a grown up child. She was forty two, nearly forty three, or whatever. She may get pregnant, she may not. And this guy's like, I absolutely want children. Well, it's not going to. I mean, you know, 
And she's saying, she's saying, oh, well, I don't know if I can just keep trying to do this the natural way. We might have to, you know, do the artificial insemination stuff. It's like, with what money? I mean, it costs, I I mean, I can't even the amount of Oh, expensive. I mean, even if they want to adopt, that's expensive. Like, this is all expensive. And meanwhile, she's like spending 250 bucks on potions for his floor of his meat shop that's like not making a profit. It's like, none of this is making any sense. Do you think those two are going to split up? I mean, they should. They should. But it's 90 day fiance. So I feel like they're going to come to the tell all holding hands and, you know, it's stupid. This this has to be cut off immediately. Those two. They have to. If I mean, if they had sense, which they won't. I mean, they'll keep going to the bitter end. Look at Liz and Ed. But it's stupid. He has no fundamental understanding Kate, of how the world works. That's what I realized about no fund, whether that's a lack of education, whether it's his ignorance, willful ignorance. He just goes, when they went to the doctor, I forgot about this in Love and Paradise. And he's like, you have about 5% chance of getting pregnant. And he's like, oh, we'll definitely get pregnant then. Like, just, just ignores everything. He's like, he's the financials in the butchers. He's just like, ah, oh, whatever. Because he's this tall, hot guy. And he, you know, that's how he sees everything happening. He just, you know, he, he yeah. dates who he wants. He has, he sleeps with who he wants. And he's like, yeah, everything's just going to work out. Like, not a care in the world and he he doesn't he doesn't want to be practical with her and she's a very practical that's type type a person she's putting on this like oh yeah eat mangoes on the beach yeah i'm a yoga teacher but yeah at her core she she is type a and she cares about the numbers and well i mean to a certain point but i love her but i'm worried about that yeah so hey Who's do you want to do Nicole and Mach Mahmoud? I'd love to. So uh, we're in Egypt. Yep. And Mahmoud is telling us, you know, we had that terrible fight right when she got here, but I first love night. first <laughs> night. First night. But I love waking up to my wife. It's so nice to be with my my wife. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, she's in the bathroom using every single skincare product that oh. she brought with her so that she can have me time and not have to be around anyone. She's talking to the cameras. Um, she's talking to the producer about how they've already been fighting. She starts crying. She's homesick. She's clearly like regretting even coming. She's like, what did I do here? I am back here. She's she got rid of her apartment in L.A., which looked really nice. Yeah. And on Franklin and she feels trapped already she already feels trapped the quote was I'm grieving the death of my life I loved so much yep she is not like know thyself I mean like we say we don't want anyone on 90 day fiance to actually know thyself because there would be no great television but she isn't she is a loner and that's fine she wants to be in LA as we said at, at flea markets and at creation and on her own. This yeah. is not how she should or will ever be happy living. Ever. I don't know what she's trying to prove here. I know. I know. It is trying to prove. It's a stubborn. Is it to the parents? Is it to I made a marriage happen? And by the way, talk about baby. I would love to hear that conversation. Because, you know, traditionally, um, I would say Mahmoud 
making assumptions here, but I would say in his tradition and his religion and seeing his family with a ton of kids, that he would want children. Mm-hmm. I can pretty much guess Nicole doesn't want children. <laughs> I think I can just take a leap here and say she doesn't want children. Probably not. Uh, less money for expensive curated vintage clothing. Yes. So his mom keeps being like, she's been in there a long time. Go check on her. So he keeps being like, Nicole, are you okay? And she's like, no, I'm fine. Nicole, my love. My love, honey, my honey. And so she's crying. She's like, yeah, I'm fine. And then um, whatever, she's getting ready. They're going to go check out the neighborhood. She's like, I'm just going to try to relax and enjoy myself. She finally took off the polyester suit. Finally. And now she's wearing a blazer, I think. And so uh, they're walking around and they see a cafe. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, well, that's a cute cafe. Let's go over there. And he gets kind of like, mm, no, uh, I think maybe it's just a place for men to go. And she's like, what do you mean? Like, let's get a coffee. What are you talking about? And so he ins- he's picking his battles and he's like, I would yeah, rather yeah, take her. Yeah. I would rather take her to this cafe that's meant for men yeah. than, de- than like deal with denying her this. So they go and sure enough, it's incredibly awkward and all the men are staring at them. I just wrote, like to refer to my notes. Why does she look confused all the time? Remember, she's been there on a holiday where she met him. She went back and lived there. Yet all of this is like, what is this? What is that? I didn't know. It's like, what? What are you talking about? You've lived there and maybe think about educating yourself. If you have, you've been there, you've lived there for months, month or so at a time before she fled in disgust back to America. And you also visited there on a group trip where you would have known about customs. You would have been taught. It was like a tour group thing she was on. Yet she's so confused. And so Mahmoud, so men aren't and women aren't allowed. It's like, what? not just know this it's it's almost like she does know it but she's putting that on to make a point about how ridiculous she thinks it is or something Or, or giving him power to make up for being a bitch to him all the time because she is she is a nightmare she's an absolute nightmare he was annoying me too this episode though because yeah because um so yeah, they go to the cafe. He's asking the server, "Oh, is it okay that she's here?" The server's like, "Yeah, I guess." And so um, she's like, "What's the difference between cafes where women can be there and cafes where it's like a man cafe?" And he's like, "Well, at the man cafes, we swear and say what we want, whatever." So then um, she wants. She's like, "Well, what about all your friends? I've never met any of your friends," which was interesting. And he's like, "Eh, you don't need to meet my friends." And she's like, no, come on. I want to meet your friends and I want friends of my own and all this stuff. And so she she convinces him to take her to dinner with his friends. They show up an hour late. The friends are all just sitting there awkwardly. And at first I thought they just like seem really grumpy and rude. And then they go to the confessionals. and They're like, we were just really nervous. And I was like, okay. So it's just, it's uncomfortable. And what he was annoying me with is that he knows 
her culture and customs. He knows his culture and customs. He knows his friends. He knows that they're uncomfortable with cameras being there. And I just felt like he didn't really, I felt like it was his responsibility in that moment to kind of like bridge the gap there and like start conversations that he knew would be okay and comfortable for everyone. And, and he wasn't doing that. I, I agree with what you said that he should have made more of an effort to say, to engage in conversation. Yeah. However, I think that we cannot understand the enormity of how irregular that was to have a wife with the friends. It doesn't happen. It yeah. doesn't happen. So for, for that situation to be set up, it was just abnormal. It was being put in a completely alien situation. For us, it doesn't look like it. But for him and the culture, it absolutely is. And it was just like, this never happens and we're doing it and it's completely awkward. This would never happen. He says, I've never met any of my friend's wives or girlfriends. That's just what it is. That is the culture. But once again, mm, he should have told her that, that like, right? That's what it is. It's production. They had to make it because it was an awkward scene. So production forced him. And, you know, he was like, it doesn't happen. We don't do it. And then she's like, I'm so, by the way, she's so clueless. I just can't get over how clueless she is. She's like, I'm so happy to, I can't wait to make friends. Nicole, Nicole, sweetie, there are no friends to be made. No friends. And she's just, she, her face is permanently well a frozen but also yeah confused verge of tears and terrified that's her natural state of grace and i don't know what to do with it because it's very uncomfortable to look at constantly to me i completely agree with everything you just said and to me she always looks like she's I want to know if she originally went to LA to be an actress, like pretty much everyone because right. Because to me, she looks like she's trying to like what she thinks. Yeah. That if she was an actor, she would look like in a scene about this. Uh, Yeah. 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 I agree. I like that. I didn't really think it. She definitely, definitely was trying to be an actress. God, I hope we get some some um, like uh, working titles of hers. Like, I would love to see some clips. She definitely was. Yeah. Um. So that's how it kind of ended with them. Yeah. And next week they'll be screaming at. Well, she'll be screaming at him. There'll be a fight next week. Um. We're obviously, obviously leaving Debbie and Osama to the end. Obviously. So our last couple is Jen and Rishi, who I appreciated deeply this week. Jen got that spoon out and she stirred it up. I love Jen. <laughs> love Jen. Love Jen. So we see Rishi comes to, now we left them last week. Jen had stormed off and Jen woke up. She's like, I'm a little, feeling a little bit guilty. She's doing her makeup at this apartment. Feeling a little bit guilty about storming off. And then Rishi turns up and brings her an outfit to wear. And she's like, oh, I actually like this. Finally. And she says this outfit is to go and meet meet his parents. So then we meet Sanjit, who is Rishi's friend, and he knows about Jen. So he's another one that's in on the secret. He comes over and goes, oh, Jen, you look great. Da, 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 da. 
And then Jen says to Sanji, um, so how long has they been, they've been, he says something about looking for a, a wife for uh, Rishi. And Jen is shocked. And then he, she turns to Rishi and she goes, and your parents have been looking for a wife for you. And he looks like he's smiling, which I I, don't, I know it was editing, but whatever. And he kind of has his head down. He goes, well, you know, that's just kind of what happens. And, and you know, I told you that's kind of what happens. And she goes, well, not really. But so then they go and meet, <laughs> go and meet the family. Now, she has, remember, met them at Rishi's sister's wedding as a friend. So she comes in. And she knows all the cultural things to do to greet the parents with respect and say hello and things like that. Then she sits down with them and she's really going at a hundred. The mother just brings over a glass of water and she's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so thank you. Thank oh, you so much. All right, love. All right. And they're all sitting around the family, sitting around the father, the mother, the sister, and there's a brother. And, and I mean, Rishi looks like he's pissed his pants a couple of times during this. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he's translating, God bless, translating Jen saying, so are you looking for wives for Rishi? And uh, <laughs> they're like, yes, we are at the moment. We've got quite a few coming. Unfortunately, they haven't had good education. They've been too short. I loved that. <laughs> so funny. Um, then she asks, you know, would you be OK with Rishi marrying someone outside of his religion? Yep, that would be fine. Hmm, okay. Then she says, does he have any potential wives? Yep. And how long have you been searching? Oh, about a year and a half, two years. And then the confessional, she's like, so he was, they were looking for wives for him while he was engaged to me. I feel like I might just tell them right now why I'm really here. And I was like, what? So good. But I loved what she said, though. She's like, I am so tempted to just be honest here and say, well, you know what? We've been engaged for two years. But she goes, no. I won't do that because then I'd be doing the work for him. She goes, I want a man oh. who will move mountains for me. I'm not going to move his mountains. And I was like, okay, girl. Smart, Jen. So, you know, I've forgotten about this relationship, Kate. There's like a 10-year age gap. I forgot this or over that. She's like 45 and he's 32. Because her Botox is so good. good. I'd forgotten about that, though. They've got an age gap as well. Going, yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they look... Kind of, they look similar in age to me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so she sat yeah. there and those poor parents. They're going. I don't. So why are you here? She's like, I moved here. I love Jaipur so much. Just moved here. <laughs> and they look so confused, but not suspicious, because they just do not believe that he would be this underhanded and just lie to his parents. I just think they they're like, no, that would never happen. That would never happen. And that's exactly what's happening. I mean, he's really pulling a submit here. He's like, because before they go over there, he's like, okay, so we're going to establish you as a friend and a friend to the family. And then we're going to slip it in that we're together. And that's exactly what happened with Jenny. She was a friend to the mom. And then it was like, actually, we're having sex and going to get married. Oh, it is. it was really good. was a lot. It was a lot. So next week, I think she's going to lay into him. Hopefully, next week we'll see that yeah. because we didn't. We just ended it with them at the parents. Yep. They're like, hmm, we're just so curious about what she loves about us Indians. <laughs> Why is she yeah. here? <laughs> I'll tell you. Now, best for last, obviously. Um, Kate, I 
you know, with all the trauma of this weekend for Bravo, I'm glad that I was able to fall in love with a 90 day star. And this 90 day star is named Osama and he's from Morocco. Now, guys, we have obviously seen Debbie. We've seen Osama and his hat collection. We have we knew that he was a poet slash artist slash painter slash now we've really and we saw him on a skateboard this week we actually were introduced to him when i say that i fell deeply and madly in love with him because he starts off by feeding all the stray cats which there are so many in morocco feeding them and saying i love cats i like speaking with animals done sold you see him very simple life because I like silence and it was just him and his dad in a very very simple little farm and he's talking to the pigeons he's talking to the chickens he's talking to the cats he's feeding the animals he's loving the animals I went Kate I think my prediction I said to you Kate my naivete when it comes to believing everything on television I believe that Debbie and Osama really are in love osama is not a he is not a you know a muhammad like with um with danielle he is not a whatever the other the guy was um that kept calling his girlfriend fat the whole time or he was only 70 percent attracted to her i mean they all they did is talk to spoke about coming to america i can't wait to get to america osama just talks about the purity of his art and how much he loves debbie I'm sold. I'm in. Kate, I'm in. Yeah, he was sweet. He was really sweet. Uh, I I also enjoyed his love of animals. He was holding the kittens and just staring at them. And he's like, I described myself as a loner. He's like, I love cats because you can just hold them and look into their soul and stuff like that. He's like saying stuff like that. And then he's... um. You know, he's reading some of his poetry. He's like, I, I write all my poetry in English because everyone speaks English. And he said he he read us a poem about Debbie. And it was like, the sun gets jealous when you walk beside me. And I was like, oh, he's amazing. In another language, he's writing that fluently, yeah. by the way. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. And then the- he's just talking about how, oh, what? Go ahead. Well, oh wait, you say yours and then I'll say my my say, worry. I put in block capitals, you know, he's going around, he goes, and our farm has, you know, the cats and the chickens and the and the donkey. And I nearly fell off my I just put the donkey in block capitals. But I think, look, he he did say, you know, he's writing this poetry, it's beautiful, and then going, age is, age is just a number, our souls, Debbie and I's souls connect, and there were photos of Debbie where she always looks gorgeous, and him. There's a rather fetching photo of, that Debbie sent him with a, she's just wearing a little leg brace. Unclear why that would be a photo you'd send to your lover, but, you know, we do that. Um, he did let us know, Kate, that he's he's not ready to marry Debbie. Right. There's that. And I also was worried about this little anecdote he said where they got in a fight and she blocked him on Facebook. And then five days later, they were back together. And it's kind of like this get back together, break up sort of thing. I was like, "Mm, what's that all about? What's 
That's a good point. And it's actually giving me a flash of when we see to come in the series. Remember, they were at a dinner having a fight as well. Okay. Kate, just let me live in this, please. Let I me will. Li- No, he came off very sweet and kind. And I love that he loves animals. He doesn't, oh. I don't think he's evil yet. Kate, <laughs> in love and completely believe that they okay. are a match made in artistic statement necklace fedora heaven um so i couldn't take my eyeballs off seeing debbie pack for morocco because this is the day she's leaving she's got a statement necklaces we do find out because kate and i were worried wanted to find out what's happened to the house she's leaving it so her kids are going to take care of it so we've got that her daughter sandy we hear from on the way to the airport which we'll get to but the one thing i can take my eyes off is her hand luggage was an air force one bag i think that maybe her son fought in the war like in afghanistan or something because when he's taking her to the airport he's wearing a t-shirt that says america back-to-back world war champs so i'm good i'm ignoring that and i'm ignoring that because i love him um so no but the air force one bag for some reason in my mind i was like can you get a fake Air Force? Was she on Air Force One? Like, I kept thinking in my head, maybe? I don't, I don't know. I just kept thinking, I don't know. I was obsessed with this bag. Yeah. Anyway, you see her packing everything up. And I just felt, honestly, heart sorry for the son. Because, yeah, is he wearing a T-shirt like that? Yes, let's ignore that. Um, But he's so worried about her. He's just like, mum, I'm scared for you. I'm scared. And he's genuine. And he's got every right to be and then he got very much you know he's very protected he's like have you got your medication what if something happens to you where's the hospital like how are you gonna get there when can I talk to you and and then it got to the point of him going I just you know I want I get comfort I call my mom and that won't happen you know there was all these things and I'm just like I love him it was really sweet he told us that when he needs to take a break from his life or get away from it all he goes over to mom's and stays at mom's for a day or two and it you can tell that she has a great relationship with her kids and they're very close to her and they really really care about her and love her and like her and she's but i think they have a tough time with her because she's so in independent and Mm. and um sort of like brushes things off a lot you know she's like oh i'm I'm just a plane mom's just a plane right away i'm fine nothing's gonna go wrong and they're just like she's an elder i mean spirit wise she's young but she's an elder in body um we did hear from Sandy. Now, Sandy's the daughter, and this was a little bit perplexing to me. They're in the car, in his truck. We're going to ignore that. Um, going to the airport, and she's on. She's like, oh, this is Sandy. So it's her daughter on speakerphone. It was, it, it was as if this daughter had just found out. And she's like, uh, she said, quote, you ever coming back? And Debbie's like, oh, yeah, I'll be back. And Sandy's like, well, when can I? call you or how can I get in touch or I feel as though Debbie told Sandy like a day beforehand because this this daughter was just like when where are you going when are you coming back where are you living how can I get in touch with you 
I have a feeling that she didn't want to deal with both kids coming at her about it. And so she's right. like, I'll tell Julian about it. Cause it's see, and maybe Julian was the one that was okay with filming. Like, we don't know, but I think so, yeah. it was yeah. like, okay, I'll tell Julian about it. He's around, he's filming with me. And then she's like, all right, I gotta tell Sandy. And so she's, yeah, it did seem like she told her last minute. Cause she's like, I don't want to have both of them. Yeah. Convince me at the same time. And then what I liked is when we're getting the goodbye with uh, Debbie and Julian, just her, she's not on the flight yet, but all her eye makeup is like nearly all smudged off. So I'm, it'll be, <laughs> be interesting to see how that goes on the 12 hour, 15 hour, 18 hour flight um, to Morocco. And I'm sure we'll see that next week. But um I can't wait. We didn't hear anything from Osama's dad. He looked a fascinating character. So I'm going to be interested in that. But we did see Osama at the airport. I, I really need to just, I can't help it. I just fall for it all. He's at the airport and he's in that little like shy, like his best outfit. And oh, I could, Kate, I could. I know. My heart. I can't do it, Kate. It's going to be very interesting to see how the two of them interact. The kiss. I want to see them kiss. And the donkey. Never forget the donkey. Um, Guys, that's all our couples. That's all our best friends this week. Um, I know we started with a lot of Bravo. I'm sorry if that bored you if you're not Bravo. But you know what? You should be. (laughs) If you haven't watched Vanderpump Rules, go and start from season one and work your way through. You'll then understand how big the scandal is. Um, Please do not forget to go and follow us on our Instagram, Tender Love and Care Podcast. Every single link and stuff that we talk about social media is all in our show notes. So please go ahead and check that. Um, Kate, any other words for our listeners? Yes. um, We are on Patreon. It's $5 a month. You get a bonus episode, which is a third episode from us every week for $5 a month. It's pennies. So um, go to patreon.com slash tender loving care pod and subscribe there. And we're covering Bravo stuff right now. We're covering um, Real Houses of New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure we'll be talking even more about the uh scandal of it all yep so um yeah go go check that out check out our social media and thank you so much for listening we appreciate you you so much guys we love you until tomorrow i guess Bye 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 Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. 
For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.